Work all day has got me sick, I'm tired of all the politics Only one thing does the trick, time for broken shtick Part hockey, part comedy, you get all of your kicks for free There's only one place to be, here on Broken Shtick The world is changing, don't you blink, outside and inside the rink Go in for yourself a drink, it's even later than you think Just played you a trick And you feel like a lunatic Grab a puck and a stick real quick It's time for broken shtick It's time for broken shtick It's time for broken shtick uh, Welcome to uh, Broken Shtick, everybody That's the first time I've said the name right I didn't add the goddamn S at the end The first time I've gotten the name of my own podcast correct Which means this is going to be a good episode uh, I am super stoked uh, Our guest this week is... Uh, None other than New York Islanders aficionado, Chris Castelli. Hey, Brett. What's up? <laughs> Not a whole lot, man. Thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's cool. You're the, you're the first Islanders fan we brought on. Uh, what are the odds of that? Pretty high, actually, I think. One in six so far. <laughs> <laughs> the Islanders have one of the smaller fan bases around the country. Yeah, we're expecting to gain 10% more fans after this episode and probably lose a good 30%. Yep, that so, sounds about right. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like bringing the Islanders in, into any conversation. Yeah, you don't get uh, a lot of newcomers. You get only the only the old people who stick around, but no one joins the the bandwagon. There's not a lot of young Islanders fans. I mean, if uh, if parents raise their kids to be Islanders fans, that's how you get new Islanders fans this day. <laughs> if they raise their kids correctly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to jump right into this. My and I wasn't going to ask you this right away, but I want to. What is your thought on the new Islanders retro jer- jersey? Uh, I don't know. Fine. It, it's, I, I have no strong opinion. I know it, it's, a lot of people are like back and forth. I don't know. Extreme opinions. I'm just like. I Everyone's doing these retro jerseys. They're trying to raise money during, you know, hard economic times. Go for yeah. it. Why not? I almost thought the Islanders was the worst. Not that it looks bad or anything. It just it's the least creative of the, of all thirty two teams or thirty one teams. Well, the the issue is that we learned in the nineties that trying to change quote unquote tradition uh, brings a lot of backlash from Islanders fans. Islanders fans are still living in the eighties and they want to remain living in the eighties because those were the the only good times, uh, except except now. But back, you know, even throughout the '90s, they brought out that fisherman jersey. They were sued by the Gordon's Storman. fisherman people for uh, for having a logo that looked too similar, uh, and people didn't even like it. So they had to change back. And so the, the fans are just so critical. The Islander fans are so critical about anything new uh, done to the jersey, and so that's kind of just to please the fans mostly. But I, I heard a. I heard a rumor that uh, I should call it a rumor because I don't know if it's it's true or not. But that uh, the the Shoreman jerseys there was a spike in sales when the retro jersey came out and people weren't happy with it. A bunch more of the old old Shoreman <laughs> jerseys were, were starting to sell off the off the shelves real quick. Yeah, I, I had seen in some Islanders Facebook groups that some people were actually getting into those as retro jerseys now. Yeah. They, they, I mean, were, they were considered so ugly and, and awful, and uh, but now we're acting like they were the good times. They were not the good times. Yeah, we're, we've, we've reached that age where we, we, we bring in the ironically terrible jerseys. Like that, that Anaheim retro jersey is probably the worst jersey of, mm-hmm. of all time. And I mean, there's a lot for years we shit on. Like, remember when Phoenix had a, had a Kachina jersey? And now it's like they brought it back as a third jersey, and now it's just their away jersey. And yeah. uh, I, I think it looks great coming back, but yeah, I shit on it too. There's a, there's a weird, like, we're far enough removed from it so it can come back in an ironic way and we can be like, oh, remember that? The 90s, we were happy then. Yeah, we always remember things more positively in retrospect, I think. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> remember when Ziggy Palfy was just carrying the Islanders through oh, I love Ziggy. a couple games of the playoffs? He, he, was, he was my favorite, man. Uh, I liked him too. Didn't he, he like... I want to say that he had some crazy year that in the mid nineties, when they had a strike shortened year, he was on a pace for just like some crazy records. I mean, I, th- I think, he, I think he had 40 goals one time, right? I have to look that up because I forgot, but yeah. He, he had like 50 goals in 50 games one season. Like, like could have been that if they had the whole season. Yeah. Yeah. He was so much fun to watch. He was, he, I, I've been to a lot of games and he, he was probably the most fun 
player to watch because his, his skating style was so unorthodox. He was just, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say flamboyant and exciting. It was, he was yeah. just all over the place. And uh, I mean, obviously there are a lot of exciting players now, but he was just a unique one. He was great. I love him. He's, he's more exciting than Barzell. I mean, obviously I'm remembering it as, as a younger person. So everything was exciting back then. So maybe there's a little bit of that bias. Uh, Barzell's a lot of fun to watch too. Uh, I tend to criticize a lot of Barzell's defensive play, but he's amazing on offense. Um, so he's definitely fun to watch, but I'm, I'm going to say I, I would, if, if I had to choose right now, if I was going to watch Ziggy Palfi play, uh, not at his age right now, if Ziggy Palfi in his prime versus going to see Barzell in his prime, I'd probably choose to see Ziggy. I'd probably go, go to that game if I could change, uh, change time. Whenever I think of Ziggy, I think of, uh, you know, cause his career was kind of cut short and after yeah. the Islanders, he was playing for the Penguins. And I forget what happened, but he had some horrible injury and he came back and it was his first game coming back and he was on the bench and some, he was talking to another player, like turned to look at it, he was talking to him and someone shot the puck into the bench and all the players leaned back to duck the puck except for him and it just hit him right in the side of the face and oh, put him man. out again for like another like 30 games. He just had the worst luck. Ah, oh, dude, brutal. <laughs> your first game back and you're just, telling your teammates how good it is to be back and then bam, puck to the face on the bench. Yeah. I mean, you got to keep your head up on or off the bench. <laughs> right. Uh, I've actually been, I guess over the years, I've, I've become more and more of an Islanders fan, uh, which is, I always kind of liked them because they won the cup the year I was born in 83, which was their last mm -hmm. cup. Yeah. I've got a soft spot in every sport for the team that won the year I was born. Like I like the Orioles and, uh, I'm sure I like whoever won the NBA championship the year I was born, if I bothered to look it up. Um, NFL, I think it's the Redskins, but. <laughs> what, what team is that? Do they, they have those now? Oh, yeah. Sorry. That... <laughs> <laughs> I was telling a Wild fan the other day that I was like, I really think that Minnesota hockey team is a better name than the Wild. <laughs> I mean, the Wild's not a good name. It's the worst name, man. It's, <laughs> it's the worst name in sports. Worse than any WNBA or MLS name. It's just that the Dallas burn is a better name than Minnesota wild. Yeah. I mean, adjectives just aren't great as team names, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Minnesota happy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Minnesota tall, <laughs> the friendly. Uh, I want to ask you real quick. Uh, so in a previous episode, we were talking about the, uh, the episode, the hockey episode of the Simpsons. And so I did a bunch of research on it, just kind of like the backstory of like, what, what hockey fan wrote this episode? And uh, they talked, they kept talking about, there's a scene where Lisa's playing goalie and she's just shouting, just like, cover him, get this. At one point she goes, Ralph Wiggum's shin guard fell off, hack the bone, hack the bone. And the writer of the episode said, I'm really glad I was able to put in my favorite Billy Smith line. <laughs> nice. So what <laughs> was Billy Smith known for that? I know you're not old enough yeah. to like, Billy Smith was, was notorious. If you came in his crease, he was in charge. He, he, he was like all, all kinds of cheap shots. So just, just hacking with his stick. And he was, he was just guarding his area. It was his territory. And, and players knew that if they skated through uh, anywhere, anywhere near the crease, I'm obviously in the crease, but even just near the crease, he took, he took liberties uh, just to make it clear that, that there, there, was a, there was a price to pay if you were going to go that close. Did goalies get more slack in the 80s for that shit? Or does he have like a ton of penalty minutes? Uh, I think a little bit of both. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. Was he good? Like outside of the, the four Islander runs? Like, yeah. I mean, he was, he was, he was always great. He was always a great guy. I mean, obviously I was, you know, a newborn at the time, but uh, watching old games and stuff, he was, he was always, you know, kind of, kind of a legend, uh, but also, you know, rough around the edges. Yeah. But yeah, he was, he was a great goalie. I mean, I don't hear much about him other, other than those years. And so I was worried. He's like, is he like, a, is he like a Joe Namath? He just had like a couple good years. And, or is he like, is he, is he legit? I know he scored the first goalie goal ever, uh, or the Colorado Rockies scored the goal for him. Uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, he's, he's the first goalie on record with a goal. Yeah. Uh, he's not, he's not Marty Brodeur, but he, yeah. uh, with, with the offense at least, but, um, yeah, I mean he's 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 got he's got his number uh, raised for a reason. He's he's definitely uh, his, his number is retired. Sorry, 
His number is retired. His number is retired. Yeah, for sure. He's he's uh one of I think what do they got six numbers retired now for the Islanders? But yeah, for a while it was just the just the, the big four. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's been uh, he's been retired. His number has been up there. One of the one of the first ones I want to say. I forget what the order was, but who was the big four? Bossy, Trottier. Bossy, Trottier, Potvin, right? Make sure I'm not making that up. I had them hanging from my ceiling when I was a child. <laughs> I had I had all the all the banners, all the Stanley Cup banners, and the players' retired numbers. So you should uh, know this. I yeah, I mean I, you know I, childhood I, I kind of you know put all, a lot of that uh, in, into the darkness of, of my mind. I have to right right hard yeah, to block access that, a lot of that. The block of those bad Islander <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you guys gave uh, my the team that I follow uh, quite the gift this off season. And he was, he's fantastic this year. I, he didn't get hurt recently, but uh, Devon Tase. Uh, yeah. We, we did not want to get rid of him. Um, it seemed like it had to happen for salary reasons. And then it was part of another plan that fell apart. That's what it seems like. Um, we, we did not want to part with, with, with Devon Tase. No, Devin Devon. I forget how you say it, but yeah. I, I know very little about him until he became a, yeah, like I knew his name because I he, he has Jonathan Taze's name. And that's yeah. that's about the extent I knew about him. Then he came to the Avs and he's been fantastic. He has like three goals already from defense. And like, you know, he's been quarterbacking the power play. And the Avs have good offensive defense, man. And the fact that Devontae comes in and just kind of like becomes one of the main guys right away, you're just like, holy shit, this fucking guy's fantastic. Yeah, not, not surprising. He was, uh, he had a lot of promise and he was starting to live up to it. And it's uh, it, it was it was fun to watch him until, you know, I guess the business of the game. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, I think he was part of some other plan. Like we needed to free up this space to make some other deal happen that we were hearing rumors about, and that just never materialized. And yeah, no, you know, I knew it was it was a cap move, but it's so weird that you guys are like that your that your cap is so tight. Like you look at the Islanders roster, and it's like I mean, it's it's good, but it's not like the Lightning where you're like, how are they? Like what? What's your guys' worst contract? I'm gonna look up. Uh, was it cap friendly? I'm gonna do it right now. The worst. I mean, probably Andrew Ladd, top of my head, because he's making I think five and a half um, million a year, and he's not playing. Although I think he is on long-term injured reserve, I believe. And that lowers your cap hit, right? That lowers the cap hit. Yeah. Uh, worst. I mean, we've just had we've had a lot of guys uh, on the team that just have earned their paycheck. Uh, right. So nothing's really bad. It's not like we've signed ridiculous free agents for ridiculous amounts of money. It's just kind of rewarding people. I mean, we have a, a solid group of, you know, around the league, you're not going to recognize names like Josh Bailey, but he's been, he's become essential. And um, we got a lot of people making, you know, five, six, seven million on forward and defense. Right. Uh, we just had to sign Matt Barzell. I mean, he, he just needed a new, new contract. He had to settle for only $7 million a year for three years because of the cap issue. That's about what I feel like he's worth. Uh, yeah, and he was looking for more. He was, he was looking for you know, other examples that were set. He, he, was, he was looking more like eight or nine um, yeah. on a long-term deal. But you know, he, we got him for three years. He's still a restricted free agent at the end of that. So um, he'll be looking for a higher amount there. Just one of those stories where you get like five or six guys just making a million too much, and then it just kind of fucks your team over. Yeah, and it's it's. I'm looking at this list. It's like there's there's nobody I would be like, that's a waste of money. I mean, maybe Nick Letty at this point, who's making five and a half, but he he earned it in the beginning of his contract. So Nick Letty and Andrew Ladd. Yeah, man, your your L names with double D's are really fucking you guys over. That's a good point. I didn't uh, I didn't make that connection. I mean. I made the connection because I always confuse those two. Like when you first said Andrew Ladd, I was thinking of Nick Letty. Really? Did they both play for Chicago? They did. That's right. Okay. So that's Good like point. Ladd and Letty. It's fun for the announcers to deal with. Yeah. This is like when I fucking, when I confuse fucking Peter Gabriel and fucking Phil Collins. And then I'm just like, I start breaking down like, okay, which one was in Genesis? And everyone's like, both of them. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, then you, you got to listen to some Phil Collins just to get over yourself. And uh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I still am not sure. Like, I, a lot of times when it comes on, like this is either Phil Collins or, uh, or Peter Gabriel or Genesis, but it's it's somewhere in those three. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so I I really I really like the Islanders, uh, and I like Islanders fans a lot. Which, what do you like about them? 
<laughs> yeah. Rosenberg, our producer, is shaking his head right now. What do I like about them? They, it's so weird because I'm about to say something that'll be somewhat controversial because oh. in general, I find, and this is going to be hard to say because you guys are two of the nicest guys I know, but I find Long Islanders to be kind of mean people. I can uh, see uh, non-Long Islanders uh, getting that sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree about the stereotypical Long Islanders. Sure, I would agree with it. I work with a lot of like Long Islanders and like I've had like run-ins with them. And there's also a bunch in the hockey league I play in. And on more than one occasion, like someone's super aggressive behavior has just been written off as like, oh, he, he, he's just very Long Island. Yeah. Uh, which is like, I'm like, what, what the fuck? He just almost tried to fight me because I said I didn't like the Mets. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you, you have the, the, the New York in general thing. Are you, Long Islanders are people who were born from people who moved from New York City. So there, there's that whole coming off as abrasive just for being blunt and straightforward. Yeah. But then you also have these people who, you know, they're, they're, they're raised by New Yorkers. And then they are also kind of, you know, going to the Bordy Barn, we, you might not know the reference, just just getting drunk all day on a Saturday and just passing out on the lawn of a bar. And this this kind of just, just very masculine, uh, like excessively masculine, we're partying, we're going crazy, we're, this, is, this is nuts, we're in charge of everything. Uh, this is the center of the universe attitude. Uh, my friends in college used to make fun of me for acting like Long Island was the center of the universe. And I didn't realize I had that kind of unconscious, everywhere else sucks attitude and now i realize okay oh, that was kind of that was kind of dumb but some people never left and yeah. they still have that long island is the center of the universe for long islanders and i i'm guilty of having felt that for most of my life and is there a, i guess that's where a lot of that attitude comes from i would say is there a part of long island that's known as kind of like the meanest part of long island and also is there like a nice part the meanest part i don't i don't know about that i mean you could you could just talk about the hamptons as the the, the snootiest part i guess yeah but, yeah i knew that I don't know if there's a meanest part. Um, I don't know, police office? I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like people talk about North Shore versus South Shore and, um, and like some concentration of money, um, vaguely, not like 100% either way, but some con more concentration on the North Shore, but then also the East End is its own thing. Yeah. People try to separate it into parts, but it's more segregated by town, I would say. So, <laughs> Not so much giant regions. The North Shore has more money on, on average. North Shore on average has more money, but okay. uh, that's not a 100% true rule, but in general, yes, it's fairly. Yeah. yeah. We, we film a lot of TV shows out in Long Island on the sound and we go to like a lot of these giant mansions yeah. on the North, the North Shore, but I don't know, I never know where I am in Long Island. I just had to like get in a van in Manhattan and it just takes me somewhere and I'm just kind of like, I have no idea where I am. And I, I, I get a, I have a hard time judging, like you're just getting like a complete sense of what Long Island is. Cause it's fucking huge. It's, it's long. Yeah. <laughs> it is a long Island. I think it's 118 miles long. I think something like that. What's uh, the width? What's the width? Uh, two. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> like at the uh, widest part, it's like 10 miles wide. The widest part? No, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I don't know. I could look it up. 20, 30, I, I, I'm not sure. I'll take that. 20, 20, 30 sounds about right. 30. Uh, I, I could be totally off, but whatever. Uh, what, so I, I, so I wanted to look up like what players are from Long Island. Oh yeah. And I, I could only find these lists that were active players from Long Island and they were all like a few years, a few years old. Uh, and I had no idea that Charlie McAvoy is from, uh, from Long Beach. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Adam Fox is from Jericho. Uh, yeah. Kyle Palmieri is from Smithtown. Is he? I'm from Smithtown. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Look at that. I, I never knew him. Uh, Chris Higgins also from Smithtown. Chris Higgins, that's true. Yeah, that, that I know about him. I don't know him, but I know that he was from Smithtown, yeah. And then uh, uh, Sonny Milano uh, is from Massapequa. And Sonny Milano may be one of the most Long Island names I've ever heard. Oh, that's got to be. Yeah, for sure. Right? <laughs> like, as soon as I heard it, I guess like, you don't need to even put where he's from. I could, if ah, his parents ah. don't own a pizzeria, I'd be surprised. Right, right. Sonny Milan. I don't even know, like, who he plays for these days. Anaheim, maybe? I don't know, actually. Uh, Kevin LeBanc LeBanc is from, he's, okay, so he is listed as uh, Long Island, 
but he's also I found on his Wikipedia page it says he's born in Staten Island, and then on his like NHL.com it says he's born in Brooklyn, which uh, those are different islands. Those are very different islands. One of them is on Long Island, and one of them you want to miss, yeah, very much so. But uh, is there is there competition? Is there like rivalry between Staten and uh, Long Island, or they not give a fuck about each other? No, it's more like the rest of New York City shits on Staten Island. Uh, yeah, but it's it's not like the Battle of Two Islands or something like that. No, right. I I heard someone once refer it to, to as the other island, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, a Staten Islander told me I was from the other island. I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> don't you mean the center of the universe island? That's yeah, yeah. get it right. <laughs> get it right, idiot. Uh, also, so I, the, I went down this rabbit hole and started looking up famous people from Long Island. Uh, mm-hmm. All the Baldwins are from Massapequa. Uh, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, Mariah Carey, uh, mm-hmm. Ralph Macchio. Yeah, he's a big Islander fan. He's, he's been on a lot of Islanders broadcast as like the, 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 the main fan. Oh, really? More, yeah. than, more than Kevin Connolly? Uh, I'm not sure. But yeah, he... Uh, the Islanders have like they've gotten him involved with, I don't know if he's getting paid or what, but he you know, he shows up at games, he gets interviewed, things things like that. Oh, who are the other big celeb Islander fans, or is there? Uh, well, Billy Joel, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got his own banner hanging in Nassau Coliseum, like he played for them or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> the, the king of Long Island. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, uh. Francis Ford Coppola, Sean Hannity is from uh, Long Island. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> and then this being a, a, a comedian's podcast, I'd be like, what comics are from uh, Long Island? And uh, I found uh, Dangerfield from Long Island. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Kevin James from Mineola. Yeah. Uh, Kate McKinnon, Rosie O'Donnell, Andy Kaufman, and Seinfeld, uh, born in the city, but uh, moved to Long Island. Yeah, he's he's got a very Long Island vibe anyway. He, he belongs there. Are there any big celebs I'm, or or comics that I'm leaving out of this? Ah, uh, Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. Mm-hmm. Would you describe her? Is she Public a, Enemy. What's that? Public Enemy is from Long Island. Oh, really? They're not from the city. No. Oh shit! All right. What town? Uh, let's see. Chuck D is. It just says Long Island on his bio. <laughs> All right. Uh, Flavor Flav is from Roosevelt, which is like right by Freeport in that area. Uh, yeah. Jim Brewer. There you go. I, I just Jim Brewer. Oh, yeah. Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer, Steve Buscemi also. Nice. Uh, I looked at Buscemi. Buscemi's Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, is he? Yeah, so. Well, he graduated from Valley Stream. Oh, really? So All that's, right. I mean, it's close to Queens, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where Kate McKinnon is from, too, I think. I'll, I'll call that Long Island. Yeah, I mean, it is. definitely. That definitely feels more Long Island than anywhere else. Yeah. Is there, like, any sort of, like, famous, like, retired hockey players from Long Island that, I, that I'm missing? Retired from Long Island. I don't think the numbers work out on that because yeah. I don't think there's enough time for them to have played, grown up, who have been raised hockey players and then been successful enough to get in the NHL and then retire. See, I, I feel like Long Island would be a place where hockey players have always come from. But I'm going to say not until the Islanders got people interested. I, 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 don't, I don't think it was a very long island. It feels like a very Long Island thing now. But right. uh yeah, I think players coming from Long Island, born native Long Islanders, uh, I think that's relatively new, past couple of decades. I always thought I think, that... Oh, go ahead. The only one I can th- uh, that I've found is Eric Nystrom. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's well, Bobby Sa- Nystrom's kid, right? Yeah, he's from Sasset. But again, because Bobby Nystrom moved to Long Island, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I always, I always thought DiPietro was from Long Island. He was like a hometown. He's boy. he's from uh, Boston, from upstate Virginia. New York. I forget. I think he went to college in Boston, but he's from upstate. Uh, no, he's, he's he's from Massachusetts. It looks like he's like, from uh, Maine. 
Maine. Yeah, he's, oh, from, Maine. he's from Maine. He played. Did he play college in in Boston? I, I want yeah, to say. Yeah, he went to Boston College. Yeah. You see, I was about to say BU. Uh, no, I always assumed that he was like a hometown boy because his name sounds so so Italian. He, yeah, he, he could pass uh, for sure. And he uh, he definitely moved there. I think he still lives on Long Island. He mm-hmm. uh, obviously he had a fairly short career because of injuries. Uh, but uh, he's an interesting one. I, I saw him at a bar one time, and I happened to be wearing a Rick DiPietro jersey the day I saw Rick DiPietro at a bar, and I was just drunk. I just walked up to him. I didn't even say anything. I just walked up to him and just waved at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he wave back? Uh, yeah, he was excited. He 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 pointed to it. He told his friends to look at it. He pointed to his name on my jersey, and uh, he's got a little bit of an ego. He was he was very, he was more happy for himself that someone was wearing his name. Uh, on his back but uh, was it was it a game day or were you just rocking the jersey it was after a game my, my friend and I had gone to a game and we had heard that some players sometimes went to that one particular bar which was close by after we we felt like going to a bar after so we went we went to hang out and then a bunch of islanders showed up and DPS was there and I was wearing his jersey and he we had a little 10 second moment <laughs> which bar is that uh what the, I think it was Mulcahy's I think that's what it was Okay. Yeah. I want to go hang out at an Islanders bar. I mean, it was fun when I was young. I wouldn't do, I, I wouldn't be interested now specifically in having that same experience because a, a, a large bar like that full of Long Islanders, I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> I have no interest in just going to a, a large bro bar. Just, just, some of us getting drunk and some of us grinding on women without their permission. I'm just, I don't want to be there. <laughs> so when I try to describe uh, Long Islanders to people back home, I always, and tell me if I'm way off base here, I always say, you know that scene in Wolf of Wall Street when he's rounding up all his old buddies to sell penny stocks? And it's got, he's got like John Barenthal's like working out in his yard and he's just like, yeah, tell your sister to come by and see the show. Uh, that's that's what I'm always like. That's kind of like the Long Island vibe. I actually have not even seen that movie, and I'm agreeing with you without having seen it. Oh, really? You, you haven't seen Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I still haven't seen it, and I I don't know. I, I never got around to it. But no, oh. and uh, it your is. your description sells it to me. Uh, the movie and the fact that Long Islanders fit that description. <laughs> I hate to be shitting on Long Islanders too much. I'm just trying to be honest. I, a lot of great people on Long Island. Long Island. I, love I Long know, Island. and I I feel bad because, like <laughs> I said, I I've met. Some of the nicest people I've ever met are from Long Island. It's just, it's just like this weird thing where like, just on average, you guys are just slightly more aggressive than, than almost everyone. <laughs> yeah. And, and also the, the loudest among us are going to get the most noticed. And there are a lot of loud among us. Which you, you would think that like, it would, it would drive me to hate Islanders fans, but like, I don't, I, like when I'm at an Islanders game, I'm like, these guys are real fans. Oh yeah, Islanders fans from- know hockey and are, are are extremely loyal and passionate and have been dragged through the the basement of the standings for so many decades without leaving. So some of the most loyal fans you will find in any sport. Right. We, I was at an Islanders game a couple of years ago, and uh, it was just you know I just had a friend who wanted to see like he came out from Denver. He's like, I want to see Nassau. I want to see the Coliseum. And I was like, All right, let's go out there. And I forget where they played. It was either like Carolina or Florida, not like an important rival or anything. But it was just one of those games where I think they were they were down one nothing the whole game, and uh, halfway through the third period, like a fight broke out in the crowd between two Islanders fans, like older guys, like a couple mm-hmm. sections over, and we were watching it, and then like it got broken up, and the one guy was just like losing it, like just like he was a big bald guy, and he was like screaming and pointing at the guy and trying to get security's attention, and from what we saw, he was clearly in the wrong, but he was like, I mean, like, he, like his face was getting so red and he just kept screaming and whatnot. And like, like we kept looking at him like, this guy's going to lose it. He's going to lose it. And as he's doing this, the Islanders finally score. And the fucking place goes nuts. And we look over maybe like a minute later and him and the guy that he was fighting with, who was like in the row in front of him, are hugging. And I was out. that definitely checks out. <laughs> right <laughs> what, a, what a dramatic change right there i believe every minute of that uh did you play uh did you play I wanna, I wanna, just a quick comment on that just because you reminded me of, of hockey fights in the stands oh yeah when you said that it, it made me think of usually when you're seeing fights in the stands of any sport but including hockey um usually it's between fans of opposing teams who just get too heated 
right? And, and you know, they're they're arguing over bullshit. It doesn't matter. You should just enjoy the sport, whatever. But I was just thinking, when it's people of the same fan base fighting yeah. with each other, I'm like, oh shit, this fight is about something. <laughs> they have something to actually argue about. Somebody actually pissed somebody off. Besides, your player sucks. Your player sucks. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah, always yeah. like, what, what actually went down? Something, something serious went down. If they're actually fighting, somebody, yeah. somebody insulted somebody. Somebody attacked somebody. It most likely went beyond hockey, and if it's not beyond yeah. hockey, then the Islanders need to play better because they're they're driving their fans to kill each other. They're driving their fans to, to think about other things during the game, <laughs> <laughs> right? The distraction. Come on. Uh, did you play growing up? I played roller hockey uh, when I was a kid, and I, I still skate around once in a while. Um, but yeah, I still I played. Starting around sixth grade, I started playing roller hockey, um, you know, mostly outdoor stuff. I found uh, some like draft leagues, like, you know, the hockey equivalent of Little League um, in, uh, I guess, in, in middle school. I played in high school a little bit. There was a high school club I played for like a year. Um, but yeah, I was, it, I was always played for fun. I was never like serious competitive, but, you know, I joined a couple of leagues and always had a good time. All right. What, what position do you play? I when I always I always thought of myself as a forward before I got decent at all, and then I became more of a defenseman. And I realized most of my skills were in defense. Um, and then I realized eventually that I was way better suited for just defensive forward. Like I can score a couple of goals, yeah. but just like just I was fast. Like my my main asset was just being fast. Like I, I wasn't the best stick handler, but I could get where I needed to be and I could disrupt plays. So I, I felt like I was a pretty effective defensive forward. Ultimately, um, I wasn't big enough to be. I know you can have small defensemen, but I was always like the second shortest kid out of my six six hundred kid high school uh, class, right? So I, I was always really tiny. And so, you know, as a defenseman, you, you you can only hold people off so much when you're that size at that age. Um, but you know, just kind of being a scrappy defensive forward was was where I found my, you know, I guess my strength, if I had one. Do you uh, do you kill penalties? Uh, you know there weren't a lot of penalties called in the league I was playing in. Um, every every once like there would be like one or two penalties called per game, and yeah. we we didn't do much differently. I mean, we didn't even like the coaches were just like the father of some kid on the team, so they didn't they didn't have like penalty killing drills and a pen, you know a dedicated penalty killing squad or something like that. Yeah, so. I, I, when I said it, I was like, it's kind of a stupid question. Because I remember my high school team, like, if we had a guy in the box, we still scored a fair amount of goals shorthanded. And it wasn't even, like, like spectacular goals. It was just one less person on the ice to fuck it up. Yeah. Like, no team was so good that they could just dominate because of the advantage. I mean, obviously, there's an advantage and they're more likely to score. But it wasn't like, okay, now we're going to set up this play. Yeah. No, it's Little League, really. <laughs> Did you guys play with a uh, ball or a puck? Puck. Um, and the, the indoor roller hockey rinks, I mean, I, I really liked the services that they would use, nice and smooth. And they were specific roller hockey pucks that, that slid really nicely, like very similar to ice. Um, so, yeah, we never played with a ball. Um, were they the, nice uh, those red pucks with like the half circles on them? Uh, yeah, with the little the little, the little domes on the bottom. Um, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Would slide nicely. I got used yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah, those are impressive. We we used a ball for street hockey, and even even that just sucked. But like on asphalt, it was harder. Now there's a there's a newish, not not super new, but there's a kind of puck that works really well on asphalt that I like. Really, um, I forget what it's called, but I, I have a couple of them. Um, but yeah, yeah, on the on the nice smooth indoor surface, and you had to be careful about your wheels on on that indoor surface. If you brought your outdoor skates with your outdoor wheels that were made for pavement, yeah to the indoor slick plastic surface, you could not corner. You, you would just, everything, you just wipe out. Really? I learned that the, heart, but the first time I went to, to go skate at one of those like super slick sport court is what they're called. Um, yeah. surfaces, uh, I realized right away, I'm slipping everywhere. And I, I had to go get indoor wheels because the indoor wheels are cushier so that yeah. they, they can make more friction. Yeah. Um, the outdoor wheels are, are harder because they have to deal with the, the pavement. I've never uh, thought of that. I've never played like any sort of competitive roller hockey. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it was interesting. I mean, I, this is the kind of shit I was obsessed with when I was like sixth grade, seventh grade. It was just like, what what softness of wheels do I want? And at what part of the skate? When you have the four wheels on your yeah. skate, it's like, do I want this, the two soft ones outside and the two hard ones inside? We would experiment. Yeah. People would alternate with what kind of patterns for their skating style and how well you want to be 
cornering, do you want to rocker your wheels where the, the back the back two are or the front and the back are up higher, so it's more like a curved did ice you, skate. Uh, did you get really good at changing the, the wheels with the Allen wrenches? I got real real quick at, at those changing the wheels, changing the bearings, cleaning out the bearings had to do pretty often. I was always terrible at it. Like granted, I only had to do it like three or four times in my whole life, but like I stripped so many screws and just like you look at my my rollerblades today and just like I remember like just trying to take the brake off one. And I ended up just not even being able to put the wheel back on in the end and just like, God damn it. This, yeah. What those brakes though, those brakes get in the way. You got to just get rid of them. Oh, I know. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Most important Islanders question I'm going to ask you right now. Okay. How fun is it to say Cal Clutterbuck? Oh yeah. Cal Clutterbuck, Cal, Cal Clutterbuck, Cal Clutterbuck. Absolutely. I was in a fantasy hockey league and when the trophy for the fantasy hockey league was a Cal Clutterbuck Clutterpuck. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I used to always tell people and this is back when he was playing for the wild that like, whenever like, I used to do a lot of like road feature gigs, like not great gigs. And I never knew who I was opening for. So I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm playing in Laughlin, Nevada. They would always go, who are you opening for? And my go-to answer is always Cal Clutterbuck. <laughs> nice. there's, pr- there's probably a lot of <laughs> comics out there who think there's some road dog named Cal Clutterbuck just floating around. That's amazing. Yeah. I watched, I watched the game this weekend, uh, you know, against the Penguins that you guys won in overtime. I didn't realize Cal Clutterbuck's the assistant captain now. He's wearing the A. Yeah, he's wearing an A, I think, I think for a couple of years. Um, there's, been ro- there's been rotating of the A, but yeah, he's, he's had it on pretty, pretty regularly. How many, how many goals does he score a year? Is he, like put, is he a 20 goal scorer? Uh, you know, his main purpose is not scoring goals, but I'm going to say 10, 15, maybe. Yeah, I could be making that up. It's not, yeah, he's not a, a goal scorer, but he is yeah. he definitely has offensive talents. I mean, he was always like a third line can do it, can do it all kind of guy. Yeah. Kind of a grind guy. Yeah. 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 That's how I was known too. As like I said, he wasn't an enforcer, but he was a tough guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and kind of like this uh, that Islanders quote unquote fourth line with Sezikas, Martin, and Clutterbuck. Like all, all of them would be third line players on another team, but we've just we've just decided to go bottom heavy on having three great, uh, great you know battle tough kind of guys on the fourth line, and uh, yeah, that has been the key to a lot of the success. Uh, yeah, the, the recent success, not that they've been massively successful, but recent success has, has come down to having that, that really solid foundation on a fourth line where a lot of teams would just go with whoever they can, they can pay 600 grand a year. Um, that's low for anyone listening who doesn't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But we, we, we've actually spent money on our fourth liners, not just like whoever we call up from the miners yeah. or whatever. Yeah, well, that's, that's very trust for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, I have pulled up an Islanders, a 10 question Islanders trivia. Oh shit. I, I, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm not ready for it. I, if you, if you asked me Islanders trivia, when I was a teenager, I knew every question. I promise you at this point in my life, I, uh, I'm going to miss a few, but let's go for it. I mean, most of these are probably before, uh, before you were born, but I think it's, it's all right, they're, all, right. they're all pretty standard. Let's do uh, it. Starting with, what year were the Islanders founded? 1972. Or was it 71 because of the year before? But the first season was 72, right? 72. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. There you go. Uh, who is the Islanders' career leader in penalty minutes? Career leader in penalty minutes? I'm going to have to guess Darius Kasparitis. Uh, no, the, they have four oh. options here. Uh, Rich Pylon. You gotta, you gotta tell me if it's if it's gonna be a multiple choice. But listen, you nailed the first one so quickly, you didn't even need it. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause for each one and see if you can just nail it without the choices. I'm, not, I'm giving you a free pass on your Casparitis miss because he's not That's even fine. an option. That's fine. <laughs> All right, so it's between Rich Pylon, Gary Howitt, Dennis Potvin, or Mick Vakoda. Oh man. I would have said Rich Pilon. I don't think he played that long. I, I, I met Rich Pilon one time. I got his autograph. Uh, I met him in a library. This is unrelated to the question. I'm stalling. Um, damn. I'm. I think Mick Fakoda probably didn't play that long enough either to. to... It's got to be Dennis Potvin. I believe it is Mick Fakoda. It is it Mick is. Fakoda. Oh, Fakoda. man. How many yeah. years was he on the Islanders? I mean, he was just like, he was like, 
according to this, he was like the league's top enforcer for. I mean, he 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 was. I guess. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I I, I rolled him out because I, I lost track of how many years he was on the Islanders. And all right, I've never heard of him. But yeah, late '80s, early '90s, racked up 1,800 penalty minutes. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> right? Hopefully, they were all good penalties. Every one of those penalties prevented a goal. I'm sure. All right. Uh, I'm going to up the pressure a little bit because this one I got correct uh, okay. on my first try. Which Islander holds the NHL record for points in a single period? Points in a single period. You want your, you want your options? Yeah, let's give me the options. All right. It's uh, Trottier, Clark Gillies, Mike Bossy, or Pierre Turgeon. Oh man! I mean, I, my 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 first thought before the choices was Trottier. Um, I gotta go with Brian Trottier. Uh, that is correct. Yes, we got it. Nice. Well, I believe he also holds the record for most goals in a game, right? Most goals in a game? I would, I would, if I would have to guess Bossy because he was the main goal scorer. I, I believe that Trottier has six goals in a game, which is the which is the record. That's pretty impressive. I uh, yeah, this... I, I'm not up on my trivia. Most points in a single period was four goals and two assists uh, in the first period against the New York Rangers in 1978. Oh yeah, John loves that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, which Islanders coach is the oldest man ever to coach an NHL game? You want your options? I mean, I. I want to just say Al Arbor because he came back to coach way after he stopped coaching. That is so correct. I'm going, to, I'm going to say Al Arbor. Yeah. 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 Nailed it. Yeah. He came uh, back and I, I forget if he did one game or I think he, I think he coached one extra game just yeah, for fun. Like in 2007, it says, and I don't remember this at all, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Came back then and uh, it was his 1500th game. I don't right, know. How he was trying to get that, the milestone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long he'd been retired for, but. And I don't know what the Islanders must have been way out of the playoffs, right? For them to allow like an old man to come back and coach one game. 2007. Uh, I'm going to say most likely. Yes. Um, that sounds like the plot of that Whoopi Goldberg movie, Eddie. <laughs> no one, no one. All right. I, mean, I, I don't think I saw that. I didn't see that movie. Um, oh. Well, Whoopi Goldberg wins a, a halftime drawing at, at the Knicks game. And the, the winner gets to coach the team the second half of the game. Uh, and Why then not? She winds up, yeah, she winds up being a really good coach and becomes the full-time head coach. Uh, Eddie, uh, very terrible movie, as I recall. Um, <laughs> a lovely thought. All right, this one. I'm not going to give you options on this one either because I feel like you should get it. All right, let's see. Uh, who did the Islanders defeat to win their first Stanley Cup? Philadelphia, right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah, really. Bobby Nystrom scored that goal, right? Uh, I have no idea. That's not given. <laughs> Uh, all right. How long was game seven of the Patrick division semifinals during the 1987 Stanley cup playoffs between the Islanders and the Capitals? How long was game seven? Yeah. Your options are three hours, 27 minutes, four hours, 49 minutes, five hours, 52 minutes, or six hours, 18 minutes. I don't know this one. I don't even have a good guess. Uh, six hours, the longest game in history. Nice. I should have guessed that one. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, 12 minutes into the sixth overtime, they finally scored. Uh, what was Billy Smith's nickname? Fuck, I know this. I, I know Billy Smith's nickname, but it's lost on me now. All right, your <laughs> options are Fruit Loops, Hatchet Man, Space Goat or Pac-Man? I'm going Hatchet Man. That is correct. Yeah, hacking you the bone like we talked about earlier. Yep. Yep. The fucking <laughs> Fruit Loop. Who came up with Fruit Loop? <laughs> What's that? Who came up with the the, the other choices? I, I love those no other ideas. <laughs> I don't know if there are other other uh, you know Islanders nicknames from the '80s, uh, but yeah, Fruit Loops is. Uh, that seems more like something that an Islanders fan would shout at someone in the 80s, uh, an opposing player. Sure. 
You fucking Fruit Loop. All right. Uh, I do remember uh, Ray Ferraro's na- nickname is Chicken Parm, and that's my favorite hockey nickname. Yeah, was it because he, he spilled chicken parm on his like tie before his first like? Oh, he's eating chicken parm. He's everything about him is chicken parm. He's just always yeah, eating chicken, chicken parm. parm that's it. <laughs> what do you know about? Uh, is it Chris and Peter Ferraro? I don't know that much. I remember the, the names, but yeah, they're they're twins. They're from Long Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember I remember they having their hockey card as a kid. I think one of them played for the Rangers. They both played for the Rangers. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had their hockey cards, but then I, I looked it up today and I was like, they, I don't know both of them, but one of them only has like 120 career games. So I was like, oh, there's, that was a short career. But yeah, they were the original Sedin twins, if you will. <laughs> the original Sedin twins. I don't know if the Sedin twins enjoy that. <laughs> well, they'll learn to deal with it. All right. We got, <laughs> we got three more questions. You ready? Right, Here we go. In which round did the Islanders draft? Our good friend, comedian Anders Lee. Was it two, four, six, or eight? Second round, I want to say. Uh, incorrect. Anders Lee is a sixth round pick. Sixth round pick? Yeah. I knew there was a whole issue around his rights and, and when they were going to be able to sign him and when he might turn out to be a free agent if they didn't sign him in a certain amount of time. I knew he wasn't a first round pick. I thought he was second round. I could have sworn he was second round. Yeah, no, sixth round. It's uh, man, well, he deserves uh, to be in the first round. I tell you that. <laughs> you know what? He he is really good. I remember. I didn't know much about him, but I remember like when I moved to New York, and there was a there was a comic on the scene named Anders Lee, and I was like, Lee. It's like the Islanders guy. Uh, but that was back when Anders Lee wasn't. You know, he was like a third liner. He wasn't like much of a player. I just knew the name. Yeah. Uh, and then now he's become fantastic. He's the captain of the team and everything. And it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be tough when you're like in a business like comedy and someone has the exact same name as you and you just watch them getting more and more popular slowly. Just like, God. Yeah. Damn and it. they're from the same state and they're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Anders Lee from, from Long Island? Is he from New York? Uh, Minnesota, right? Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Good Scandinavian name like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I mean, I kind of think about like uh, like Tom Takar, uh, who went by Tom Brady for so many years. Yeah, uh, I, I knew him as Tom Brady for so many years, and and it was it was the morning after Brady had that like twenty five point comeback in the Super Bowl against the against the Falcons to win his sixth Super Bowl. I remember just Tom posted, that's it. I'm giving up the name. <laughs> <laughs> he can have it. He wins. I surrender. <laughs> yeah. I think he actually said that. He wins. <laughs> Why should I change? Well, I guess I should change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's getting pretty rough. Uh, okay. Question number nine. How many consecutive playoff series did the Islanders win in the 1980s? 19. You're Oh, fucking hell. Way to go. <laughs> is that <Yeah. laughs> is that part of the uh, the Long Island Pledge of Allegiance? Or like, <laughs> there was no hesitation there. <laughs> yeah, they, they teach us. To, they, we don't do the Pledge of Allegiance there, the normal way in Long Island. We, uh, yeah. <laughs> we, start, with, we start with talking about playoff series. No, um, God bless Potvin and God bless Billy Smith. The four years they won, and then they, they lost in the finals the next year. So they made the first three, first three rounds. Yeah, yeah. So four, 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 three. Oh, well done. And would they, they they lose the Oilers? Yeah, Edmonton. Uh, that so new be, dynasty. So began the Gretzky years. Yeah, some young man named Wayne took over. Okay, last question. Which Islander holds the franchise single season record for goals? Mike Bossy. Mike Bossy with, uh, he's a fun guy. He picked the most fun number in the world. 69 goals. 69 goals. Yeah, he, he, he was racking them up. He was a monster. Yeah. Right. Greatest pure goal scorer, arguably. arguably. Was, was he a tough guy? Because I, I confuse him with Bobby Clark. Uh, I don't think he was known for being a tough guy. I mean, I think he could hold his own like anybody, but, you know, like any hockey player in the 80s. But I, he, no, that wasn't his reputation. Was he big? I think he's a big guy. I think I've seen him. He's pretty tall, at least. Yeah. I could be mistaken. I've never stood next to him, but he always looks tall. I had no idea that Barzal was six foot. Like he looks small to me because he's so skinny. He feels like a small person, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I looked him today and I was like, he's six foot. He's like 180 though. And I was like, oh damn. 
You know what makes him feel short? The fact that his first name, Matt, is spelled M-A-T. <laughs> <laughs> that makes him shorter to me. It does make him feel shorter. <laughs> like, like, Brett the Hitman Hart seems short in my head because he only had one T. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. All right, I, uh, I did okay. I, I did okay on this questions. I was I was a little worried. Was, I'm not yeah, a, I, I, I want to I I calculate what, how how long you did. One, two, three, four, five, seven. Seven out of ten. Not bad. Not bad. I do like yeah. that you, that you use the word calculate when you mean count. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you would have got less than three, they would have kicked you off Long Island. You, you, you would have had to uh, move to Staten. Oh, no. Move, move to Randall's Island. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, Randall's Island is cool. That's right. Uh, what else we got here? I think that's oh, about it. Do you have a stand-up ghost story and or hockey story to tell? Oh, man. Uh, I was thinking about what would be best and you know i was at a loss for exactly fitting the description but i'm gonna i'm gonna tell i'll just tell you a little bit about recent adult hockey because you know i have i had not played in a long time but i would play intermittently so i played a lot when i was a kid always playing driveway parking lot in in, in some leagues and things like that and then years would go by and then i would pick it up again um you know, when I, when I lived in the Bronx for a little while, there happened to be a really cool roller hockey rink, outdoor rink, really close to where I lived, which was awesome. So I, I would go skate around, find some pickup games. That was fun. And then another like five years would go by without ever playing. And then, you know, more recently, I've realized, you know, I, I live in Brooklyn, but close enough to several different rinks there in Queens. And I've just kind of, I've, I've found some pickup games. And during the pandemic, I've gone to just skate alone and shoot pucks around. Um, but there was a there was a game uh, I'm going to say a year and a half ago, obviously before the pandemic, because I'm not playing uh, team sports during a pandemic. Uh, but there was this game, and they got a, they got a lot of a lot of people out to play. And uh, you know, I have some skills. I can skate okay. I, I I can shoot. I don't have the most control over everything. At this, I'm I'm 38 and a half years old, and that's okay because there's a wide range of ages playing this kind of pickup game. And these games are happening all the time, um, especially you know, when, when the weather is nice, but there's a really nice day. And we got, we got 20 year olds who are just like tearing it up. And there are like some 60 year old men still playing roller hockey. I don't know if you know this, but roller hockey in Brooklyn was this really like sustainable underground culture for a while. And, they played before rollerblades were invented. So they played on quad skates. And some of these guys are still okay. out there skating on the two by two quad skates. With the break in the middle. Or with the, the, with the break and everything. And yeah. it looks so goofy, but it's also like, you know, I've seen uh, old pictures of these games. Um, some of the rinks have been destroyed and I mean, replaced by playgrounds, which is nice for the kids and all, but, uh, <laughs> but also you're tearing down uh, nice roller hockey rinks. But so we're playing this, this game and I'm doing okay. I'm not the best. I'm not the worst. I'm closer to the worst than to the best, but it's fine. Um, but there was this, there was this one moment during this game when I was going for the puck. I put my head down because I'm not the best at stick handling with my head up. I put my head down for a second and this, this really, really old guy and he's, he's athletic. All right. I'm not, I'm not saying old, like he's decrepit, but he's yeah. an old guy. He's, he's got to be in his sixties. His hair is, is pretty white. He, he loves playing. I had seen him before and I put my head down. I lost the puck. My head was still down and I turned in the direction of where I knew I was supposed to be going next. And he turns it the same way. And I just leveled this guy unintentionally. This is <laughs> not a checking game. Yeah. But, I, but from an outside point of view, it looked like I just drilled this old man into the ground and I yeah. felt so terrible. And he just laid there and he was okay. And he was talking and I went over there like, I'm sorry. I didn't see you. I, I was afraid that I killed the man because anytime you level uh, a 60 year old man, yeah, <laughs> when you're moving at pretty high speed, cause it's hockey, it's not like, baseball you're running and you can you know there's only a certain speed you can run at i'm i'm skating pretty hard didn't see where i was going for a split second and i just i just took this man to the ground and 
it was it just looked real bad. It looked like I was a real big asshole. But I did just anyone freak out? Did, didn't know where I was going. Did anyone come to his like his defense and like what the fuck? No one started yelling, but some people were like, "How? How? What? How did?" They? And so, and then then some people who saw how it happened were like, "Yeah, he just lost control," and they both lost control. It was it was whatever. But yeah, um, and was he hurt? He was he was a little shaken up. It, it wasn't anything devastating. He got he got back out there. He was playing. He was tough. Yeah. Um, but it, it looked like it hurt, and it it felt on my end like it hurt. Yeah. Uh, in terms of how the actual play went down, like we were both equally to blame. We both kind of lost control of the direction and paying attention to where we were going. Uh, it's just that he fell down, and I yeah. didn't. Oh, you didn't. You stayed up. Yeah, I, I stayed up. Um, and yeah. So it looked like it looked intentional, but it was absolutely not intentional. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. Like when uh, when Eric Lindros ran into Paul Coffey when they, when they were on the same team and just fucking laid out Paul yeah. Coffey, <laughs> just stood over him. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. So that story came to mind when you were uh, talking about hockey stories and uh, mishaps. Not the most entertaining story, but a little bit of, a little bit of history in there. A little bit of Brooklyn roller hockey history and. Uh, and you can you can still go play at Brooklyn roller hockey. Uh, maybe wait till after the pandemic because uh, I don't like the idea of breathing all over strangers. Where are the uh, where are the rinks in in Brooklyn? Uh, Glendale has one um, up in Whitestone. There's one by the bridge. Uh, there's another one. I want to say maybe it's Middle Village somewhere around there. It's like Juniper Playground or something like that. Okay. Um, the Rockaways actually have a rink so they're, yeah, they're a lot of them are renovated uh, pretty recently i think uh, a year or two ago they renovated a lot of the rinks um they tend to get destroyed by skateboarders as soon as they're renovated uh but you know there's yeah. some fairly brand new looking rinks in queens damn fucking skateboarders bunch of fucking long-haired draft dodgers if you ask me uh, it's a weird thing because hockey players get pissed off but then also the, the hockey players are only there like on weekends for the most part and then Otherwise, do you expect the rink to just not be used? It's just going to take up all that real estate and right. no one's going to use it. I mean, let the skateboarders set up their ramps and their cones and mess around. But it's also people who never interact because the skateboarders are kids who are cutting school during the week. Right. And then it's like these uh, adults who think they're going to be all-star athletes or nostalgic for their young days uh, playing hockey. It's a bunch of kids and a bunch of outstanding citizens. Just yeah. competing for the same space. Uh, my hockey story this this week is uh, I have a story of when when I was just out of college, I, I moved back home for a winter, and I got a job uh, maintaining the rink in the middle of town. They they just flooded the park, and it was like a big rink with boards and everything. And so I was driving the zamboni and 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 the sweeper and everything, and uh, you know I, I was in charge of a lot of it and. Uh, my friends and I started just like going to the bars and then at like 2 AM I'd, I'd get a bunch of people in the bar to come over and play hockey. And so like when the bars closed, I would go and like the, the lights in the hockey rink were, were on a timer to shut off at 10 PM, but I'd go into the maintenance shed and I'd reprogram it and turn them back on at 2 AM. And so at 2 AM we would just have this really loud hockey game, you know, just firing the puck off the boards and stuff. And it's the middle of town. So it's like super loud. And it wasn't very skilled. It's hard to make a good pass when you're that drunk. It's hard to receive a pass when you're that drunk, more so. Uh, but I remember we were all playing, and uh, the cops showed up. And this cop walks out, just all like, you know, like puffing his chest out and walks to the edge of the ice. And like I saw him walking up, and as, as I saw him walking up, I skated to everyone. And I'm just like, whatever happens, just keep playing hockey. Don't look at him, just keep playing hockey. And he walks up to the edge of the ice, and he goes, everyone, line up over here right now. And then no one, no one stops. Everyone just keeps playing hockey. We're playing at full speed. And he goes, guys, over here. He goes, guys, excuse me. And every time he yelled, his voice got a little less threatening. And it probably, he probably yelled probably like, I don't know, six or eight times before I finally, he was like, guys, excuse me, guys, guys. And finally I skated by and I was like, what's up? And he's like, oh, I just want to make sure that you guys uh, clean up your trash when you're done. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, we will." <laughs> and then I just kept playing because <laughs> I mean, was he was he gonna do run out in the ice and arrest us all? Like we were fucking we were on skates. You never catch. He's us. got no power. Cops yeah. get the power in every situation. Nope. Sometimes you don't. Yeah, little slit. Yeah, it's little slit cop shoes. But if we would have listened to him the first time, we would have all gotten tickets and drunk in a public, and I probably would have lost my job as the <laughs> as the rink manager. 
Yeah, the lesson is uh, if you're playing a white sport, never cooperate with the police. You don't have to. Yeah, that's another. (laughs) What's the point of having white privilege if you don't use it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Castelli, do you have anything you want to plug? Your podcast. Listen to this podcast. (laughs) Broke a shtick. You you run a show uh, when it's not a pandemic. Are, do you have plans to bring it back? Yeah, uh, Nearest Tavern uh, in Queens in Woodhaven, uh, allegedly oldest bar in New York City, uh, location of the filming of films like Goodfellas, and, uh, and Tower and, Heist, and Tower Heist, uh, monthly show on uh, not now, but we used to have a monthly show. We will bring it back afterwards. Um, we are also doing one remote uh, show next week, actually on the is it the sixteenth uh, Tuesday the sixteenth I believe. And we're doing a little mini comedy show as part of an online event that the bar is doing. And so that's happening. A little mini shine box comedy show. All right. Uh, is it going to like be an online show? What's that? It's going to be an online show? Yeah, it's a whole, whole it's an online event um, that people can tune into uh, and participate on Zoom. Because of 25% indoor dining open up, there will be a few people uh, attending the show in person. The show is not actually happening in person, but there will be some audience actually physically in the bar because uh, because Cuomo says that 25% indoor, indoor dining is, is okay. And uh, whether or not I agree with uh, with the health aspects of that, uh, it's happening. And yeah. none, of the, none of the performers are gonna be there. It's all gonna be on Zoom. All right. So well, yeah, check that out, Nears Tavern. Find them on Facebook. Okay, cool. Well, I think that's it for us. Uh, Mr. Castelli, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for uh, having me. It was fun. John, thank you for your lovely production work as always. Yeah, John. And uh, we'll go out with a the theme song. Give her a good whack, eh? Work all day has got me sick. I'm tired of all the politics. Only one thing does the trick. Time for broken shtick. Part hockey, part comedy, you get all of your kicks for free. There's only one place to be, here on Broken Shtick. The world is changing, don't you blink, outside and inside the rink. Go and pour yourself a drink, it's even later than you think. Just played you a trick and you feel like a lunatic Grab a puck and a stick real quick It's time for broken shtick It's time for broken shtick It's time for broken shtick